Columbus Business First reporter Haley Colombo. This is Crisis Management, Business First new podcast where we talk with area business leaders about how they're managing through the coronavirus pandemic. Today we're talking with Columbus Crew Executives, President and General Manager Tim Bezbachenko, Coach Kayla Porter, and Vice President Steve Lyons about how they're leading the crew during this time and how they're dealing with this new reality themselves. Thanks for listening. Obviously, you know, this is not the season or the start to the season that anyone had in mind. Um, I know that each of you manage different areas of the club. Could you each take me through how your specific units or areas are dealing with the pandemic? I'll start, Tim. Sure. Uh, obviously, we understand that the, the players uh, and, and what Coach is doing on a daily basis is probably the most interesting. Uh, so so uh, we'll see Caleb for that, but but I think Haley, I think for us from a very sort of thirty thousand feet level, when this virus hit, I think it changed all of our worlds, and not just soccer club uh, or a league, but but I think all of our organizations, both locally and, and across our country, and I think what we as as Tim and, and all of our department leaders need to understand what we're what we're dealing with, right? And, and it's not just virus, it's more manifestation and uncertainty and fear um, and, and, and literal solitude in ways and then loneliness or lack of structure. And so a lot of these elements, those are the types of things that we have to tackle in our respective areas in order to come through this and we'll get through this. And sort of like a twisted high, law school hypothetical, that's what it reminds me of, is, is from torch class or something like that. But um, we as leaders, we need to remember that we are human first, and that's what these are the feelings that our people or our players are having. And I always go back to the process that we as an organization, as I went through, where we our values and our culture code, and, and some of the key elements of those are reminders for us as we lead through this process. So to go through a couple of them, it's, it's, it's our people told us that we, we want to be soccer focused. We can't ever forget who we are throughout this process. And what that means is we want to be hacking. And how can we use the game to touch people through this entire ordeal? We need to be a, a great place to work. And I think that means being selfless and inclusive. And even though we are in this virtual, we come together as a club through, um, through obviously team chats and different meetings, but also through virtual happy hours or other game watches together that I know Caleb is, is doing with his staff in terms of watching games, being soccer for focused, uh, being a great place to work, being accountable. How do we aim productive as employees, as people? How do we manage up? How do we manage down and keep touch uh, with what we want to achieve during this period, which is a unique period. And then two more is communication, right? Being transparent, I think one of the biggest ways we certainly Caleb is we need to be transparent and we need to speak openly with the players and with the staff to address uncertainty. And if we are uncertain or we don't have all of the answers, it's I think it's okay to state that. I think that's the biggest challenge right now is that we don't have a lot of answers because we don't know where this is headed. Overly communicative. And then using innovation, which is the last one, which is, I think it's, in this case, technology that will help us get through this. So those are our club. That's our culture. I think that provides a framework for us 
to hopefully have success in this period, even though there is no playbook for this. I mean, we all have life that there is no, there is no playbook. This is, uh, we've never experienced this before. Leader being challenged. And we are forced to use new tools and new skills that we never probably had to use before. And I think that's where we need to make sure that we adapt and, and experiment but also give other people to do that as well. In particular, Caleb is doing it in a variety of ways that, that, that he can share. And obviously Steve is doing that. So I don't know if that's a, that's a provides yeah. is that a caught some context yeah, that you find yourself in this environment. Yeah. And I think kind of chime in the, the word people is the most important thing to not lose sight of. This is a massive challenge challenge for everyone right now. You know, this is something that no one's ever faced in the world. And this is a once a lifetime thing, you know, so you can't uh, take it lightly. And it's certainly something that you have to wrap your head around and, and understand and think about and talk through. But at the same time, uh, we're in jobs where they're Nothing like this, but there are a lot of adversity uh, that hits in our job. And there are ups and downs all the time. And so uh, as players, as coaches, and as a club, we're, we're not used to anything of this magnitude, but we're certainly used to some moments of adversity. How do I handle adversity? because it happens a lot and how I handle adversity is I show care for the people that I lead and that's the players and it's about as you as you said Tim being honest it's about knowing that you're a person too and that that they see and feel that you're like them you have some worries some I think as a leader, that's that's important. Um, sometimes when you act stoic and, and you don't let that sensitivity show, um, then, then the players don't feel that you care. They don't feel that you are like them. And I think that's the best thing to do is to show that concern for them, that honesty, uh, you know, that, that you're feeling, that sensitivity that you're feeling. And... Um, and then from there, it's about uh, continuing to communicate and, and stay in touch and continuing to, even though we don't know when the season's going to start, we don't know exactly what's going to happen day to day or week to week or month to month. It's about giving them something to think about and something to stay engaged with and something to um, stay positive on and create that vision in, a, in that light at the end of the tunnel when really there's a lot of darkness. And so I think that's very important. And that's what I've been doing really over the last three weeks. My players and my coaches who, who I'm on calls with, uh, group calls, individual calls. Uh, I've learned more about technique than I've ever learned. It's made me, I think, a better communicator and, and going to make me better once we get back into the normal swing because I'm going to use some of this more than ever whether it's off season or whether it's on the weekends or whatever it is. But I think that's what I've really tried to do more than anything is don't forget the most important thing is I'm a soccer coach, 
but I'm, I'm really a people coach. And as long as you show the players and their staff that you're leading, that you care about them, you're worried about them, their families, that you're wrapping your head around it too. You're worried about yourself, your family. Yes, there's soccer and there's a season, but I think the best thing you can do is kind of put that aside initially and say it's more important actually that, that you stay healthy. And we've come up with real simple things that I've been telling the guys, and it's one, stay healthy. Two, stay fit. Because the only thing they can really do right now in their job is to stay fit as players. Three, is stay in touch. You don't want it isolated. We're a team in every sense of the word, and we have to stay in touch. And we have to stay connected. And then four, stay positive. Well, well said, guys. I think quick follow-up comments on that. I mean, I think one thing I'll start off by pointing out is between the coach, between Tim Miller and Tim Bezmichenko, I think we've all realized that, you know, the three of us, the four of us will go into the trenches with each other anytime, any day. Um, I think when you're all kind of pulled into these situations, um, it really strengthens internal relationships, but creates a new elevated level of trust that we knew we always had, but you recognize and admire, I think, even more during these times. And I think, you know, you asked the question of kind of what we're doing respective teams as we get through this time. I think it's been an evolution. You know, we all look back to the first week of working at home and felt like we we're all just running around managing crisis mm-hmm. and probably not exhibiting the best leadership style from my own standpoint, but, but doing the best we could to just maintain some sense of crisis management and calmness uh, amongst the group. You know, I think we've seen, we've all dealt with conflict before. Uh, I've never dealt to dealt with the, the mental health toll that, you know, we all recognize today more than ever. It, it takes on all of us individually, importantly, all of our teams, all of our team's families, all of our team's kids. Uh, it's something that is very personal uh, and everybody reacts to it in a very different way. And, and I like how Tim alluded to that there, there really wasn't a playbook for that but I think as as I think about business leadership and 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 you know what it means at this moment in time it's kind of that balance of courage and, and compassion I think are two words that I'd use um, you know I think our employees are our are, are, are business leaders but also um, our consumers if you will are, are counting on it and you know the scariest thing for all of us is is we're making decisions and having to make decisions oftentimes before we even know the answers. Uh, but we have to have the courage to do it backstopped against, you know, the, the recognition of being compassionate about what everybody's going through. Maybe I'll just touch quickly on three things because I think it's important. Uh, and Tim, as you alluded to a few of them, which is interesting because I think it's, it shows the, the connectivity I think we have across our leadership styles in terms of being that, that consistent, you know, consistency in voice, if you will. But there really is something special to this notion of trusting the process, especially when it relates to circumstances like this that are outside of all of our control. You really have to fall back on trusting in the, in the processes that you have in place. And I think as business operators, we have to continue to trust what we're doing. And as the world changes around us, trust that the decisions we make today are, are uh, and really the role play in the community are going to have, uh, are going to be the right ones, lasting impact that, um, that goes beyond just 
you know, how we play soccer on the pitch. Uh, I think this notion of practicing adaptability is key. And, you know, we need to really shift our focus, um, you know, to the change in market and communicate, as everybody's alluded to, communicate and over-communicate to our teams that we have some best practices in place, but it's time to start thinking about what those new best practices can be in light of the changing world that's in front of us. But I think we're also comforted in this notion that sports provides this unique outlet, that when we reemerge to our uh, new normal, that sports and the crew in particular will have a special role to play in how the community heals and how the community moves forward. So you just keep reminding your teams of, of those kind of positive aspects. And I think third, it's thinking about going from where we are to where to going to where we want to be. And we've challenged our teams to think about that. And this is kind of the coming together of all three or all two where, where we have the vision that Tim mentioned. We stick to that vision and we trust the process, but we also are willing to make adjustments along the way to reevaluate whatever those best practices may be, whether it's focusing on our internal operations or external engagements to really just be the best we can be for all of our fans, all of our supporters, and for uh, all of Columbus. Can you guys describe what the business of the crew is going through right now? Obviously, I assume that there's been a hit to revenue with just the fact that there are no games right now. So how does the season suspension impact the business of the team? And do you expect any long-term economic ramifications of what we're going through right now? I'll start on that. And I I think we're still kind of assessing the landscape of today and what that means for tomorrow. As a league, we still fully anticipate and are motivated by the fact that we believe we still have an opportunity to be able to play a full season, in which case we would be able to deliver and make good on the value everybody was was expecting to to already have been receiving as a part of the season we know that that's fluid we know that that changes on a daily basis but we're just monitoring the situation we continue to have our teams reach out to not just our ticket buyers but our corporate partners and checking in from time to time and uh you know helping them to understand where we are as a team and a club and where we think the the league is headed and just just working with them to to keep them, you know, abreast of the process. And maybe I'll answer that question in part by an email that, that we received not too long ago from one of our corporate partners that said, look, we're truly all in this together. We understand that we're not the only business going through this, that the entire community is going through this, but also that the club and the crew are going through this. And we as a business fully look forward to the, the moment when the crew takes the pitch again and we all celebrate together. So I think there is some, while there's uncertainty out there, there's certainly some forward thinking from our, our supporter base and our business community that says, let's play on, and we look forward to that time coming again. And I'll just add to that, I think Steve mentioned, Haley, that right now we're telling our players and we're telling our partners and we're planning on playing all of our games. Um, we are fortunate because the situation is that we is we're at the beginning of our year, so we have 32 MLS regular season games remaining. And uh, information we're getting from the league is that provided that we can start in sort of June or early July, there's a good chance we can get in all of our games. So I think while we're doing the analysis, of, um, we need to be ready for various changes and adjustments that Steve alluded to earlier. And the players will need to be ready for that. And Caleb certainly is doing that. 
we're planning for, for a full slate. Uh, and, and even if it means that we have to push back MLS Cup from November to December. So there are a lot of different options that we're exploring as a team in a league that will hopefully generate the revenue, allow us to achieve our goals that we set out in each department with the team. Do you expect this situation to have any long-term implications on the development of the stadium or the community sports park, whether that means in timeline or, I guess, in cost or some other unknown variables? That, yeah, that's a part of the ongoing evolution. We, we Right now, we don't. We expect it, you know, we're continuing to move forward as it relates to construction of the new stadium. We're continuing to work with an upcoming groundbreaking as it relates to practice and training and community sports park, we just have to be smart and we have to just be aware of the changing circumstances around us. And we proceed, uh, you know, and wake up every day kind of continuing to evaluate, but we, we move forward with the notion that we are still on time and on schedule and work through the changing environment on a day-to-day basis. As far as the corporate support and obviously a big challenge for you, Steve, this year was, you know, selling sponsorships, um, doing all that kind of work for not only this season, but next season. Are people answering the phone? Like, are people answering calls or are they just so focused on their own business challenges right now? And do you, has that evolved over the past couple of weeks? Our selling process has turned from more of a selling, less of a selling process into more of a relationship development process where we ensure we're sympathetic to what that which is happening in the world, but also doing our due diligence to keep our, our club connected to our businesses, even if it's just checking in, not for a sales call, but just for a relationship call. So, you know, I think we recognize that you know, everything we do starts with the customer. Everything for the customer is about experience. So we need to make sure that, you know, we're, we're handling each case um, individually and uh, staying connected and just continuing to let them know that we're here when, when the time is right. There, there are some interesting stories of uh, video conferencing calls that we are having with some uh, new corporate partners as they think about not just the business of today, but I think as we all got through the, the first seven days that people are starting to come back out and wanting to have that conversation about how we can be partners going forward. But but I will I will say there is heavy emphasis from folks in terms of how they're handling their own businesses within and their own employees within this within this time. Have you already, or do you expect to need to do any furloughs or layoffs during this process? I think right now it's philosophy is that we we're going to play our full slate of games and so i think it's too early to even really think about that situation obviously we have various business continuity like a lot of organizations do um when you have shocks or these thunderbolts that randomly get thrown into your life but uh your lives but right now it's 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 we feel like we're in a, a good place um looking at the timeline of, of when we hope to get out of this, where I think we can land in an okay spot in position. So, uh, right now, I think it's just too early to tell, but we're not playing well. There's been a lot of emphasis, you know, just, just nationwide about, you know, the, the hit to kind of those gig workers, the part-time workers that work the games, you know, they're not a full-time salaried staffer. 
what has your approach been on those workers who are not receiving revenue right now or not receiving checks right now? You know, Steve, you could, we both could probably take it. I think it's similar to the last thing, which is, you know, hopefully it's more of a timing issue for some of them because we do plan on playing most of the games. Uh, it's, it's interesting because even if we don't have a game every night, like in other sports, you know, obviously it is meaningful to everyone, no matter how small it is, but it's also probably not their, their sort of source of income. So it's, it, it's looking plan. And I think we'll have more information over the next few weeks as we get a more better understanding of the timeline of, of when games will start. I think it's, it's always on our minds uh, as we think through what each day brings, but we are looking forward to a full season in which uh, all of those match day employees will have the opportunity to, to be able to, to work for a full season. And then can each of you kind of take me through your work from home situations? Like how is it, I guess, how is it going? How is your morale? I know you guys are leading your teams, but how... What is your situation? How are you guys dealing with, you know, pets, babies, family, Zoom, internet connections, all of that stuff? Right, Caleb. Big adjustment. Um, <laughs> I'm not used to being at home all day. I'm not used to being at home all day around my kids who are not in school. My wife, it's a massive adjustment because she's used to getting the kids ready for school and then picking them up and managing those periods when I'm not home and now she's teaching the kids basically all day long. So I can't even imagine what it's like. I can only speak for my wife and watching her, what it's like for all the women out there who immediately go from working in many cases to now home and teaching the kids and doing extra stuff. And so it's a big, I think it's a big uh, challenge. Fortunately, you know, I can kind of pop away into the office here and close the door and, and, but I can still hear the kids kind of running around the house. And the, so there's a challenge to get work done sometimes mentally because also there's a bit of pressure, if, especially in the first week. I felt actually a lot of pressure to help at home and help the kid and help my wife. And I felt like I was kind of pulled in a lot of different directions. So I think these are dynamics that are, that are happening in every home for everyone. Um, now that we're in week kind of three, I think you start to settle in a little bit, you know, figure out between your wife, how you're going to deal with it. And, uh, you get better in this new reality of how you communicate with your player staff, with your bosses. You know, for me, I really hit kind of a, a wall maybe in the first week going, okay, what's this going to look like? I'm, I don't know when this is going to end. And what do I say to the players? What do I say to the staff? And then all of a sudden, I, I went into a whole new feeling really kind of last week where I was like, you know what, I'm going to look at this as a positive. I'm going to come up with a lot of projects to do. I'm going to work harder than ever in, in this time, which you don't get sometimes this, this, this time to just knock stuff out and do things that you can't normally do. And we have training, we have games, and we have the pressures that come with that. So I've really you know settled into kind of a good rhythm and enjoying actually the the time and even enjoying some of the time with your family i think it's it's okay to admit that that this is nice to be home it's nice to be with your family it's nice to have that time and and we lose a lot of that time um we, we don't we don't get that back our kids are growing and they're gonna eventually be gone and i'm really 
I feel blessed that I have the opportunity to spend some of this time at home with my with my kids and, and really knock out some projects at home too. Um, last night it was interesting. My wife and I went on, went on a walk and we talked for two hours about how we can do better with the kids, how we can do better with the food that they eat, how we can do better with the rhythm when they go to bed, not being on video games. So we woke up this morning, we took their iPads, we put them in a drawer, they're not going to use the iPads for the next, we'll see how it goes, but for the next <laughs> month, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're trying to get out of some of these ruts that we've been in because life kicks in and pressures kick in and the job kicks in. Thanks for sharing that. Tim or Steve, do you want to take that? I'll be quick. I just look a little different situation than these guys. I've got three, three kids. They're uh, all teenagers, two daughters, 17 and 15 and my son, 15. And luckily they were all on spring break for the first part of this. So today, or excuse me, Monday was the first time that we had to deal with everybody going back to school for their distance learning. So it's been a little bit of a new challenge. My wife works full time. And uh, I think we've all just had to try and figure out how to kind of coexist together and deal with the emotional ups and downs of whether it's my senior uh, year daughter kind of uh, lamenting the loss of her senior year and uncertain as to whether or not, you know, she'll return to college as she's planning. Um, You know, every little emotional piece starts to hit and take its toll. So I'd say, you know, for the Lions clan, we've, we've spent a lot of time together. We've laughed together. We've done yard work together. We've cried together. We've just tried to figure out, um, you know, how to go through this as a, as a unit and as a family. I think our silver lining is um, when do you get to have this much time together with three teenage kids? So we do have a scheduled family walk every night at, at 530. You know, we just spend as much time together as we can, staying healthy, staying active, and just trying to work through it together. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to be brief here. Yeah, for me, it, it's similar to, to what Caleb has said. Feeling, to Caleb's point, the pressure that you feel the first week or weeks, I, I felt personally the uh, the need to do more, but almost like I couldn't this because you couldn't do more. So as a leader, how can I be doing for the organization or as even a father and a, and a husband, how could I be doing more even when I'm at home at this time? So I think it was sort of the first week of being a little bit confused about that and sort of what that meant for both of those lives, right, that are happening, that are colliding in a way that, that no none of us had sort of planned for. So I, I, I think uh, I had an evolution with my personal day-to-day similar to these to um, in terms of, of, of the first week of a crisis, just like everybody uh, sort of, you know, has, has had to deal with. And then it sort of normalized. And so it's really about, for us, in the particular household is, is providing structure with a seven and a five-year-old and my wife also works, is, is, is what sort of structure can we provide? So, you know, the kids have come up with this theme of the day where they will come up with a theme. The other day, it was on Monday, it was the beach day. Mm-hmm. So they were in their... Uh, um, they were in their bathing suits and encouraged me to get my bathing suits. The fortunate thing about virtual um, chats is that no one sees you wearing from your waist below. Uh, <laughs> you know that I had flip flops and a uh, bathing suit on. So awesome. it, it's things like that, and 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 that you keep the date 
and you keep it structured and you do carve out time to spend time as these two said. So every day my son is in the Pokemon Go. So we 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 keep that as an exercise out in the neighborhood and around noon for 30 minutes we'll go around and try to find the virtual Pokemon uh, as our exercise. Uh, and use this time because you know it is something that's a silver lining it's been given to us. And so uh, how can we connect as a family? Uh, and, and, and deepen those connections during this period. Yeah. I, I want a picture of that bathing suit. You know, bathing suit too. I, can, I can show you that. I will show you that. It's, right now, it's not. It's, unfortunately, I have jeans on right now. That's hilarious. Great idea, by the way. I think that's a great thing to, I think we're going to do that in our household, come up with a theme. Why not? <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, have you seen that TikTok, that, that video? People, the dance that everybody's doing, the challenge. Yeah. With the switch. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we are all in, in similar boats in our house too. So we don't have any kids, but we are just kind of, you know, we have two people working from home and zero offices, zero desks. So uh, we are, I'm, we're, I'm at um, our kitchen island right now and my fiance is just working in the bedroom. So it's just a, it's a funny time, but, um, but yeah, I definitely agree. There's some, there's some silver linings to it too. So, well, thank you guys so much for spending time um, chatting. I really appreciate it. I know this is probably have to wrap up. So unless there's anything I haven't asked or anything that you think is important to know, can wrap it up. Hey, Haley, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And let's stay in touch and hope everyone stays healthy and um, nice to see everyone. Bye.